Inside Westminster Chapter 86 Twelve Days of Christmas Phew! breathed Potty as he scraped the stubble off his chin in the bathroom of the number 11 flat. What's that, my precious? responded Mandy. All this muck being dragged up about Prince Marcus will give us a breathing space in the campaign. And a good cover to bury any bad news, chirruped Mandy. Yep, silver linings and all that, before Potty raking through his mind to see if any such stuff was in need of a good burial. What's on today, quizzed Mandy. Oh, the usual stuff. Nothing too serious for once, came the jaunty reply. Couldn't we, you know, slip away again? That weekend of the New Forest was simply wonderful, and it really pepped us both up, blethered Mandy. Not sure that'll be allowed. I mean, the team's expanded, and we've simply got to make the most of every moment, said Potty, amazed at his own conscientious earnestness. Anyway, just a word of warning. My daughter's jumping on the journalistic bandwagon. Sophia texted yesterday to give me a heads up. Are you two still on speaking terms? questioned Mandy. I mean, she really could ruin everything for both of us. Well, didn't I tell you she's a decent sort? And yes, we do still communicate occasionally. Mandy just harumphed and went to leave the bathroom. Don't forget, I've still got four children with her and she hasn't made half the fuss she could have done. Mandy just shrugged her shoulders but added as she left the firing line, just watch that daughter of yours. She's cashing in on your name and she must have a hell of a lot of shit to shovel. Potty, who knew which fights not to pick, chose to pretend he hadn't heard this volley. He splashed his face with cold water, dabbed it dry and wondered how on earth he had remained so handsome. Onwards and upwards, he said under his breath, and put on his casual duds for a day in Downing Street, wondering how on earth wearing travelling clothes could be used as an excuse for anything, let alone whether you were partakers of an orgy in leafy-laned gay Paris. Takes all sorts, he sighed, wondering if he'd be involved in the fallout from the royal scandal of the century. Well, at least it's not me and mine in the firing line for once, he continued as he downed his second coffee of the day. Downstairs, his team had been hard at work since six, though Benedict had done another all-nighter. Ops booked for New Year, when the dust will have settled from all this, Ben yawned. Well, let's hope, fingers crossed and all that, replied Potty, who was finally learning that counting your chickens was not such a good idea. What are your plans for Christmas? said Potty, idly making conversation as he fiddled with the microwave buttons. How does this blasted thing work? Potty continued. Not sure. Never used one, replied Ben. Gwendolyn does all the cooking, and here, well, I live on cold pizza. Ugh, yuck, commiserated Potty. And as for Christmas, well, Specht will be with Gwendolyn's family. Boys love the shooting and stalking. Gets rid of some of their energy, Ben said, adding some personal details, which was unusual for him. It all went over Potty's head, who added, Anyway, how's the new Aussie settling in? Fine, fine. Peculiar sense of humour, though, responded Ben. I mean, just yesterday, he brought in a very rude cartoon of Prince Marcus's current dilemma and pinned it to the notice board. Really upset a few. 
Has he been asked to take it down? queried Potty. No, no one dares, because they're not sure who's more senior, and they don't want to be seen as not having a sense of humour. Don't worry, I'll have a word with Sir Hilary, reassured Potty, who is becoming alarmingly grown up and caring. Which is just what Ben said, to which Potty shot back quickly, Fuck off, mate. I'm still the same dishevelled gadabout. It's been my image for so long that I've sort of got quite attached to it, and the voters love it. Whether they did in sufficient numbers would be proven in one way or the other soon enough, with the 12th looming larger with every passing day.